Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our lovely co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. 
Good morning, Gary. So are the leaves starting to turn as fall on the air there in Tennessee? Well, they're not turning a whole lot. They're falling a whole lot. And, uh, <laughs> our back deck is just covered in leaves. And, and uh, out in the front, we've got one tree that's almost lost its leaves. But the color is coming. And it is going to be a beautiful, beautiful fall in Tennessee. How is your weather out there? Well, we're at 81 right now, and um, a lovely, just a lovely day. You know, it's just the land of enchantment. It's just a lovely day every day. <laughs> My wife is traveling through New Mexico as we speak. So she's mm-hmm. just, just leaving Gallup, New Mexico, just a little bit, of the, little bit ago. And uh, would you believe that before she left New Mexico and left Gallup, she had to go shopping for Indian jewelry? (laughs) I do believe that. (laughs) Uh, Gosh, she sent me a photograph, so she's doing some shopping. But anyway, hey, we have got a great, great show lined up for today. And uh, who's our first guest on the Campfire Cafe today? Well, we welcome back after a couple of years, uh, Carol Markstrom, and we'll be playing music from her two most recent uh, albums, and she's with us in the first hour. And who do we have in the second hour? Well, your old friend, Robert Eversole, the trailmaster, is going to be joining us. <laughs> and so we've got a whole lot to talk about with Robert coming up on Saddle Up America. Right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Carol. It's from her first CD that we shared with you. It's called Bandita. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Carol today on the Fire Cafe. She was born in Mexico, daughter of a highwayman. She was a desert rose in a rose. Many things she didn't know When the road began to grow She fell out of love with a dangerous man When the change began to blow She tried to leave, he wouldn't let her go She left lying dead in the desert
nobody go. No kind of life for a desert road. She's holding back her tears in her Spanish. Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Bandita, performed by today's guest, Carol Markstrom, from her award-winning album, Desert Rose. Tucson-based, Carol Markstrom sings with the heart of a folk singer with her musical inspirations, including Americana, Outlaw, and Classic Country, Western Roots, and Rock. As a songwriter, Carol draws inspiration from many sources and loves to tell stories about engaging people, places, and events. Her ballads and love songs range from the whimsical to bittersweet, and she loves to perform crowd favorites, delivering them with a fresh fresh approach. Bob Eberhardt, President, National Traditional Country Music Association for Country Music News International, has this to say about Carol. Carol Markstrom makes her mark with her own compositions, taking the listener deep down to the Rio Grande Valley, both sides, Mexico and the USA. She has a perfect Old West sound in her voice, very comforting and easy to listen to. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, award-winning singer, songwriter, and performer just named in the August Top 200 Country Music Artists, according to polling among radio stations worldwide, our guest, Carol Markstrom. Welcome, Carol. Thank you, Bobby, for that introduction. And hello, Gary. I'm just so pleased to be back with you on your show. Good morning. Good to have you with us. Yes. So we've been talking about weather for a few minutes, and you had some pretty exciting weather and, and video you posted this past week. So what was up? Oh, it was wild. We had a wild uh, monsoon storm in Tucson um, over the weekend. And I think um, where we live, there was a mini tornado or maybe it wasn't so many because it blew um, wood through our, shattering our kitchen window and just blew glass, you know, into throughout the kitchen in the next room as well. And so I yeah I I'd never uh, been in anything quite that intense before. Wow. It was, it was, yeah yeah I mean we're we've had a lot of good rain in in Tucson this summer with the washes that are usually dry are really flowing or um but but yeah that was that was an experience I could have um, done without. Wow wow <laughs> well glad you're okay and uh, Thank yeah you. that was 
that video was quite impressive. But, man, I tell you, this weather this year has just been so strange. And I don't know what the winter's going to be. Everybody's getting hit with something, it seems like, you know, whether whether it's the wildfires or intense thunderstorms or hurricanes. And, yeah, yeah, who knows what's ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you seem to be pretty busy touring right now. We're a lot of difference between this year and last year. Oh, there, there is. You know, I, it's really, um, you know, everyone's schedule has been, the schedules have been, you know, um, taken back a little bit, uh, of course. And there were several months I don't think anyone was performing. But, you know, we're, people are getting out again. And, you know, I'm uh, pleased to, to see, you know, people are ready for live music. That's been my experience is that people are coming out for live music. They want to hear it. They've missed it. Um, so, you know, if you can get into a, a safe setting for everyone, it's just wonderful to do music. So I'm on my way now to Nebraska to perform at the Willow Tree Festival in Gordon. So I'll be there wow. this weekend. Yeah. Oh. A little different weather up there from Arizona. Yeah, it looks like it's going to still be warm and sunny, but not but not not Arizona warm and sunny. <laughs> the heat the heat won't be baking. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, we want to get to quite a bit of music today, as well as enjoy visiting with you. And so, from the new CD, Mile After Mile, there's one called "The Devil's Backbone" that we want to get to. But how did you happen to pick this out from CD? Well, you know, it's Devil's Backbone is the only song on this um, CD that I didn't write. You know, I'm I'm very pleased that I, you know, the, the CD is mostly my originals, and and a lot of them are personal too. But I, Devil's Backbone um, was recorded by the Civil Wars. You know, we're no longer together as a duo, but I love their I love their sound. And um, when I heard that song thought that's a great western tune and i was performing it a lot and and the audience would say oh please put that one on your next album so i made sure it was on there well it's a great song this is called devil's backbone it is from the new cd mile after mile we'll be back in just a moment to talk more with carol markstrom today on the campfire cafe Just one. 
Special guest today is Carol Markstrom. I hated to see Civil War break up. They were such a cool group. So you're a pretty big oh. fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell you, those two worked out their harmonies like no one else. They are just amazing. Really had some great tunes. You know, Barton Holler. Well, they, just, yeah. yeah. I love watching perform as well. But uh, anyway... They had uh, they had some challenges going on with the group, so you don't have right. to worry about often, it. Often happens, <laughs> I, right? <laughs> I do have you know I do have some guitarists who you know will people like Jim Jones who can just you know jump up on stage. Okay, what what key is the song in? And he'll he's ready to go and can even you know do a lead solo. <laughs> so I love it when people like him or Dan McCorson and others can accompany me, you know, but, but I'm yeah. also, you know, often it's just me. Yeah. Yeah. We're all well, busy. You, we're all busy. You and Jim, yeah. you and Jim are pretty good fishing buddies, aren't you? Yes. Um, Jim and, and, um, Doug Figs and his wife, uh, came up to Alaska with me. Um, I had been doing Alaska tours, you know, and, and until COVID came in the team, but, um, I have family up there, so I have several venues that I have relationships with, and I go back to whenever I tour. So they, Jim and Doug, came with me one year, and we we caught a lot of salmon. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will not we will not say anything about the kind of company that you keep, but we had Jim <laughs> on the show last week, and I think Doug's coming on next month. So anyway, pretty good guy. Yeah. Pretty good guys, both of them. They're great guys. Yeah. So during uh, during the pandemic this past year, uh, did you do a lot of writing then? I did. That it really turned out to be a productive year in that way. And um, so I, you know, I was writing new songs, new material, but I didn't have the opportunities to perform them in front of audiences to see how they would um, respond. So I felt like I I really need some feedback here. So I started working again with um, my first um, producer engineer in West Virginia, Seth Maynard, who's also a really good songwriter. So, so we had a lot of Zoom meetings over the year and he ended up co-writing a couple of the songs with me. Um, It was just a really, really productive uh, relationship and, and year. And so by the spring, I was ready. Okay, I've got enough songs now and I really want to get these down. So that's, that's when I went into the studio. Well, that's good. I think, I think that there was a lot of music that was created this past year. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we're getting to be beneficiaries this year of, of that downtime. So that, that is pretty cool. So one of the songs yeah, that you wrote... Yeah, one of the songs that you wrote is kind of a personal song. Tell us a little bit about Perfect. Right. Well, you know, that's that's 
um, mostly autobiographical, you know, and, uh, you know, it, you just get to a point in life where, um, you know, uh, you know, hopefully we all get there where you can reflect and say, you know what, I, you know, I may not have um, reached the pinnacle of success in whatever, you know, my field is, but Boy, I've had some really good experiences. It's been a great ride <laughs> along the way, and and that's what Perfect is about, you know, yeah. sort of drawing from um, experiences I've had, places I've been, and and that I can just really say life is perfect, and and that was the feeling that came out of that song. Well, it's another great song, and this one is from the CD Mile After Mile. We'll be back in just a minute. I can't hold a candle to her Or walk in a room and make heads turn Won't be the star of a rock and roll band Or write cool lyrics like Town Vincent Won't be on the cover of the Rolling Stones or win a Grammy to grace my home Life is perfect I played a few circuits Found my purpose Oh, life is perfect Made up my mind to go my way the cage that they made Pull into town in a yellow van In a peasant dress A matching headband Find my way to the county grandstand Backed by a slick looking cowboy band Life is perfect Played a few circuits, found my purpose. Oh, life is perfect. It took me a while, is all I can say. Grab the brass ring when it comes your way. At a res rodeo Cowboys and Indians Horses and bulls Sing till dawn Great divide Fans by my side Watch the sun rise To the end of the road In the last frontier Her rugged folk calling Life is perfect. I played a few found my purpose. Oh, life is perfect. So perfect. Just perfect. That's a 
our guest, Carol Markstrom, performing her original song, Perfect, from her new CD, Mile After Mile, that's getting a lot of recognition. Uh, Carol, let's talk a little bit about this album. First off, thank you for still cutting CDs. I know the world is going to MP3s. And I know the world is going to single MP3s being released sort of one at a time. And I still love the concept of an album. (laughs) So you want to tell us a little bit about what inspired uh, the sort of the big story behind this album? It seems like these things often um, tell their story and unfold their way. You know, I, you know, I'm in the midst of the process and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, where's this going? And then at some point I realize, hey, there's a real, there's a real theme here. You know, the, there, there is something that's holding this collection together and it does make an album. And mm-hmm. um, so that, that's happened to me every time. And I think other people will say the same thing. And, and this one, I think a lot of the, the theme comes out of, um, just um, some of the songs speak to my experiences on the road, um, traveling, performing. Um, you know, I'm often dictating <laughs> ideas when I am traveling as they come to me. And, and some of the songs are, are kind of out of that, you know, like Rolling in Time. I, I'll, I'll say that one took birth in uh, Van Horn, Texas, or mile after mile came somewhere in New Mexico, you know, so there's, uh, there's often a place and a time and, you know, the, and I know where I'm going, where, where the idea came from. And I just start, you know, dictating the ideas and then make it into a song later on. So um, now this was, yeah, um, you released this, I think just in June, right? Was it just June? Just was it earlier than that? It was so June, I'm curious, did you did you release some? Um, it's already it's already won. You know, congratulations. The song "Mile After Mile" uh, won best songwriting lyrics at the Cowpokes International Film Festival, for instance. And um, and you have things that have been nominated for, gosh, the Wild Bunch uh, Film Festival, mm-hmm. some other things, and. It's fascinating uh, that a CD that's just only been out a couple of months is already getting this kind of recognition. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The lyric awards, I, you know, I submitted those as lyrics without music yet. So that and, oh. and then apparently the lyrics resonated there. Um, and then the um, the Wild Bunch, you know, that was uh, this came about this summer. So right after the CD yeah. was released. So that's, that's wonderful, too. And that's happening. The award ceremony is um, at the time of Rex Allen Days in Wilcox, Arizona, in a month. Yeah, and you'll be heading yeah. there. Um, that's always such a great event. That's the first weekend of, of October. And I think, did I just read Jim Jones will be there, too? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we yeah, were talking about I've, um, <laughs> I've organized the Carol Markstrom Western Jamboree, and I invited, um, you know, the Rex Allen Days contracted with me to host the music and hire the musicians. So that, that's uh-huh. been a great experience to produce an event um, of this kind. And and then pick handpicked uh, artists whose music I really thought would fit the the venue. So that's 
So that's right. that's the, the first weekend of October, right? And then you you were just in Tombstone. What a fun! You were there for Showdown in Tombstone, and you were there also as an author. And I know you are an author and a writer. Um, so you were in the you were in yeah. authors in the park in Tombstone. Yes, um, that actually uh, might have been last year. It was a, as a memory I posted, so it wasn't this year, but it was the previous uh, year. Okay. And um, okay, yeah. So they at that year they had an authors in the park and is invited to um, in the in the park to have a nice rotunda, which is a great place to perform from. I was doing music yeah. there as well as selling CDs and books. I I have one other question before we get to the next song. Um, I'm always fascinated since I'm not a musician with a musician's choice of guitar and uh, whether they use a different guitar on the road or for different songs. And I saw a post that you did about getting a tune-up on your tailor before you hit the road. You want to tell us a little bit about that guitar that's with you? Oh yeah, that that's my favorite go-to um, guitar. Although I do have my eye on a 1948 Gibson when I can get the money, but but the Taylor <laughs> is, is great for right now. And what I love about this Taylor is that um, some of the the higher end uh, Taylors have rosewood on them, and rosewood mm-hmm. is just a, gives it gives it such an amazing soft, warm sound. Um, and so I was able to get this guitar maybe 10 years ago and and it, it is kind of my go-to for that I prefer to perform with but I you know I have another guitar too um as well that I that depending sometimes the song you know some songs call for a different sound you know and so you want the right guitar for that right yeah. right I, I think Gary has queued up next love is an angel from your earlier award-winning cd desert rose you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about that song? Right. I um, Mentor Williams wrote that song. Um, my producer, Bill Borndick, of that album, he was good friends with Mentor and Lynn Anderson. And so I, I actually have two of Mentor's songs on that album. And um, I think Love and Angel is, is just a sweet, romantic um, song about enduring love you know and so that was when I when I heard a demo of that one we decided to include it on the album okay listen love is an angel and we'll be back to talk more with Carol Markstrom today on the campfire cafe
many questions that are just kind of rolling through my mind as we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous thing. but um, <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. So you're a professor. You you lived back here in the East for 20 plus years. Uh, I, I, why did you end up back in the West? Well, um I was coming to um, Arizona and New Mexico a lot for my research, which was with Native Americans um, on Apache and Navajo um, reservations. And, you know, I just um, really fell in love with um, both of those states and made friends and just um, thought, boy, you know, I, you know, and then I was doing Western music as well. So it all just kind of came together and, you know, we eventually, my husband and I decided, you know, to to buy a house in Tucson before we even moved here permanently. Um, and then, you know, just just sort of was meant to be. Yeah. It's a yeah. good journey. Well, that leads us to another question that I have. And how did you get involved in the Western music? Well, it's 
came about through actually the Western Writers of America. Um, I was attending their conventions, and then I started meeting Western singer-songwriters. Uh, and I, you know, began to feel drawn in that direction that I was at a point where I was ready to start writing my own songs. And um, I really like stories about the West. And it just was sort of a natural transition to sort of uh, bridge, you know, from songwriting, but to, to make it, you know, Western in nature. But my interests in the West were strongly in Native American cultures. So you find, on every one of my CDs, you're going to hear songs of that type, you know, where I tap into um, stories of of historical events or places or people um, of of Native cultures. So that's that's always a theme in, in what I do, among other things. But I love yeah. I love the beauty of the West. And I just love the experiences of the West, and and so you're going to find that in my songs too. Right, right. Except for the monsoons, and that kind of changes things. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> <laughs> how how was the interest in um, in our indigenous people, the Native Americans? How did that come about? Well. It goes back to my Minnesota roots, and, you know, you have a lot of tribes in that state, and I worked right. um, with um, actually Native youth um, with adolescents in Minnesota and also on a reservation in South Dakota um, while I was getting my education. So that sort of um, really made my interest grow even stronger in wanting to understand the history and the culture and um, you know, eventually over years that I ended up um, teaching Native American Studies at West Virginia University and so that's just a really deep enduring interest and fascination that I feel like you know I've just gained so much from as a person from those experiences and the people I've met and, and that I continue to, to see on a regular basis and I continue to visit the reservations where I have connections here in Arizona and New Mexico and and attend various events and ceremonies. So I'm I just feel really blessed by, you know, that aspect of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well as uh, as a uh, uh, person that's proud of their Native American heritage I'm glad you see that interest, and you're putting so much of that into your songs. And one of those songs is one we're going to get to next, that's Seekers. Tell us about Seekers. Well, I'm fascinated by rock art, you know, petroglyphs and pictographs. And um, I was doing a lot of performing at a guest ranch in New Mexico. And within, you know, short walking distance of the ranch, there were some just amazing um, petroglyphs. And I spent a lot of time up there, and I started writing writing that song of trying to understand what do these mean for us today? Because we're all fascinated by these places. I mean, I yeah. think everyone's drawn to that. But what, and we try to interpret what is, what did it, you know, what, what do these um, depictions mean, these circles, these spirals, these birds, these, you know, what, and, and so this song, I think, takes a little bit further, like, what does it mean for us, you know, and in our connection to these ancient people as well. So that, that was really the direction I wanted to, to take the song. Well, this is Seekers, and it is from the CD, 
mile after mile. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with Bobby Bell and Carol Markstrom today on the Campfire Cafe. A wise man said, there's nothing new under the sun. Stories once spun is the magic undone. Symbols carved long ago, deep in stone. I walk dirt paths to make these mysteries known. Messages in stone from ages ago to the test of time that we might know. We are seekers after all. We are seekers after all. Creative block or a writer's block, and 
And if you do, how do you how do you get through it? Um, yeah, I I do. Uh, I you know I I have songs that are in various stages of development, and sometimes like if I'm really stuck with the song. I just set it aside for a while because maybe it's not its time yet, you know, and then I might go on to a different song that seems to be more ripe, I guess, is is how I would describe it. Uh, So at any given time, that's kind of how it is. There's songs in different stages of development. And um, I just, you know, I've had songs hanging out there for, you know, three or four years or so, and then their time comes. So um, I just, sort of move to something different for a while and then come back to it. Yeah. 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 And that's great. That's great information. I'm sure we have listeners that are budding songwriters and authors out there. And it's always kind of fun to hear how y'all get through those, those blocks. So we want our audience to know where to go to get your music and get your schedule and all that. Where should they go? Okay. Um, my website is Carol Markster Music. And um, there is a, a link there to um, purchase CDs and other materials. And then, of course, um, my CDs are on, you know, on Amazon, on iTunes, and um, CD Baby, you know. So they, they can buy digital downloads to specific songs, or they can get the entire CD um, any, way, any way they want to get it. It's, it's okay with me. Um, and yeah, I just my last this recent one that came out mile after mile. Um, yeah, I'm just very pleased with that going. And I just want to give credit and a shout out to my co-producers, um, Seth Maynard and Meryl Boganti. And Meryl is also the uh, engineer. He's near Austin, so he was just great to work with on this project. Uh, so we we crossed state lines to get this. This album out and with 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 the best people, you know, and in the world we live in today, we can do that. <laughs> Although I did I did spend uh, I did spend a fair amount of time in April and May camped out at um, Merrill and his wife's property too, so that that was great. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to know when you're headed back east and back to Nashville. Oh, I hope soon. Yes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I was hoping this fall maybe that will still work out. Probably All at right. this point it's it's going to have to be later fall. I have other commitments, but uh, yeah, looking forward to coming back, and I will be sure to let you and Mary know. Well, that would be good. We'll we'll go out to some really cool place. That'd be great. Well, you oh, have absolutely wonderful. yeah. Eating good is always a good thing. A matter of fact, I, I think agree. I've been eating too well lately, I believe. But anyway, oh. anyway for uh, for our worldwide audience, we hope they you they have enjoyed. I'll get this out in a minute. We hope that they have enjoyed meeting you and finding out more about Carol Markstrom and sharing your great music. And we are going to close out this segment with another great song from the Desert Road CD. It's called Seminole Wind. Carol Markstrom. Oh, great. You have been great to have on the show. Thank you for taking the Thanks. time to do this today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I've really enjoyed this. You two take care. All right. Thanks so much. Seminole okay. Wind will be back in just a moment with Bobby Bell. Thanks, Carol. Bye. Bye. 
Markstrom from her album Desert Rose. So, Bobby, she was a lot of fun today. Yes, and calling in from the road on her way to a weekend gig. How fun is that? That's pretty fun. <laughs> that is pretty fun. So, you know whose birthday is today? Uh, September 9th. Uh, no, I don't. Mickey Daniels. Oh, That's yes, I did day. see that. I'm so, yes, a new mama. Uh, mom, yeah, I'm telling you what, yeah. when I saw that birthday thing, I thought, you know, she was just a kid when she started coming on the show. And then she got married, and now she's a mama, and now she's another year older. So happy birthday, Vicki. And we kind of Yeah, yeah. I do want to mention real quickly that because of COVID-19 and we had some folks that uh, were part of our staff with Equestrian Legacy Radio's Rendezvous West, that that has been canceled. Uh, That was in uh, Bryce Valley. Uh, And so we have canceled that. That was coming up next week. Uh, You can check our website for more information on that, but we're making an announcement pretty soon about Rendezvous 2022 and where we'll be and all the activities that will be taking place there. But unfortunately, COVID has caused 
a lot of cancellations, and we got hit with it. So we are not doing our Rendezvous West this time due to several members with COVID. And we'll keep them in our prayers. And I, I've talked to a couple of them. There, One of them is out of the hospital, and one was kind of feeling better, but not quite yeah. himself. So um, anyway, sorry to have to have done that. We hate it, but uh, but in, in all good conscience, we feel like that was the safest thing to do for everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. guess what else, Bobby? What else? It's going to be time to travel up America. We come back. Oh, yes. We'll be joining yes. our good friend, <laughs> Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about with him today on Saddle Up America. So stay with us. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Miss Adrian Brannon. It's one called "My Old Bay Friend." And when we come back, we'll be joined by Robert Eversole on Saddle Up America. Some sinking low. Blows here, let me air it back. You dip your head, the water's cool, and it's home again, my old baby friend. Carried my gal when she was young, now grandchildren call you friend. They climb around and pull your ears, and you cock a hip. Couldn't 
Adrian, my old bay friend, and it's time now for Saddle of America. I'm your host, Gary Holt, with my co-host, Miss Bobby Bell, on the line, and joining us is our good friend, Mr. Robert, the Trailmeister Eversole. Hey, Robert. Hello. Good to, good to be talking with you. Well, good to have you with us. We kind of missed you last time because we had technical problems, so we had to... Just scratch that whole show. Yeah, that's what I understood. Well, we got it fixed now. We got it fixed. We have it fixed. So I want to tell, I want you to tell me and Bobby about this rafting on mule that you did the other day <laughs> down the river. You got to try it. Mule rafting is just, just the berries. It kind of combines everything with, with trail riding and horse camping with water sports. So, so yeah, um, the colder the river, the better, and the faster the river, the better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so how are you doing, my friend? You, you, you were uh, life-flighted yeah. again. And, uh, yeah, I, I got the helicopter ride um, and doing, doing okay. Uh, tomorrow will be nine weeks since... Since I went mule rafting and eight wow. weeks post surgery, so they had wow. uh, they, they took a handful of uh, deck screws and and put me back together. Uh, you wouldn't think. So the bone that I broke in my ankle, you know, if you look down at your your ankle, you got those lumps, you know, your your ankle lumps yeah. on your foot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. if you take the one on the inside and move it a couple inches. Ooh. Ooh. That, that's kind of what I did. Okay. And, yeah, it, it kind of kind of smarts a bit, but you know it's pretty far from the heart. So. Mm-mm-mm. Well, <laughs> tell us tell us about the wreck. How did this happen? For folks out there that may be fording streams or rivers, tell yeah, us, tell uh, us how it happened and what they shouldn't do. Uh, well, I hope they can tell me what I shouldn't have done. I thought I was doing it right. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were, uh, it was day two of a 10 day pack trip. Um, and we, we were a little bit late. Um, 
you know, heading, heading out a little bit. And so on this particular day, I thought, you know, let's just have a nice, easy day, and we're going to go have lunch at this place that I've been to you know, a, a good handful of times called Pretty Prairie in, in the Bob Marshall Complex in, uh, in Montana. And, and Bobby and, and Gary, I've, I don't I, – if I've crossed this particular river forward once, I've crossed it 40 times. Wow. You know, I've been over it a bunch, over it and through it on horses, on mules. Heck, I've waded it, you know, you know, more, more than once because it's, it's where I start my fly fishing trips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I knew it was up a little bit, but it didn't seem bad. And so I had my string in tow. And so we walked in, and I got in a, a, a good mule length. What is that? Eight, eight, ten feet. I guess. And yeah. and and I saw the the water was above Ruger's knee. I thought, well, huh? I've got a good forty, forty to sixty feet further to go, and if it's up to his knee here, it's going to be up to his belly further in. And I wasn't worried so much about Ruger. Because, you know, he's a tall, he's a big boy. Yeah. But I was worried about my little mule Coco in the back, okay. in the string. I thought she might have to have to, have to to swim a little bit. It would be like, uh, you know, she, thank God she had water wings on with the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was worried that it might be a little too deep for her. So I stopped and kind of looked down and stuff. And, you know, it, it's like I said, it's above his knees and... And it just barely cresting above his knees, not a whole lot, and it's moving. And so I, we're going to have lunch on this side of the river. <laughs> okay. And so I, I turned him to the up, you know, upstream, you know, into the current. Right. And we were just going to walk out. And I think what happened, um, you know, you've you've been out west in some of these these western streams where the 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 stream bed is just slippery as can be and it's 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 not solid it's composed of you know rocks the size of your fist or your head but they're all round yeah. and they shift a lot right um and i think what happened was i think he just stepped on a rock and it shifted and it was enough to to put him down in the current and right. as soon as you know so i'm i'm on him and all of a sudden hmm he, now i'm now i'm sitting on the riverbed because you know it's what, 18 inches, two feet deep? Not, not deep. Right. Um, so I'm sitting on, on on the on the riverbed, and he's laying on my leg. And as soon as you know his body got in the current, well, that's thing, when things got real sporty. Uh, it just rolled him over me, and I rolled over him, and he rolled over me. Wow. And I guess we did that, uh, a, you know, several times. Celeste said she had the ringside seat. Um, until we got into a little bit deeper water below the ford. I mean, it was an established horse ford, and that's where we kind of separated, and uh, we both swam out. You know, he came out of it much better than I did. Uh, <laughs> a couple of scrapes and, and bumps here and there. Um, but, yeah, it. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, the, you know wa- watching the water, you know, go above my head, you know, in between me and, and that big red shoulder of his. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You That'd know, be but it, Robert. Yeah, it got sporty real quick. Um, yeah. 
but it was over quick too, thank heavens. Um, and then, you know, like I said, I just swam, we both swam out and uh, then found out that, uh, hey, I can't really stand up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So, but, you know, we, we, we keep current on first dates, all that good stuff. And um, so knew something was not quite right. But, you know, you're always real hesitant to, you know, I didn't. You don't. You don't want to say I broke something. You know. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. when you look yeah. down and you see your ankle bone about two inches move where it yeah, was. Yeah. Well, I still had my boots on at the time, so I, I couldn't. Oh, okay. I just knew it. You know. But so you're thinking, yeah, I just sprained it real good. Mm. <laughs> and and then you know, so I'm I'm sitting on the bank, and Celeste is, you know, kind of hovering over me, and uh, and then it, uh, you know, I my my foot hurt. As you would expect it to, I guess. Probably and so, it went yeah. from kind of, kind of, fe- and I knew I didn't want to take the boot off because you know if you mm-hmm. sprain it, you, you take the boot off, you're never putting it back on again. Right. And and I could feel it getting kind of tight in there, and you know how it feels when your when your leg falls asleep, uh-huh. just kind of that pins and needles kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it went from that to I couldn't feel anything, <laughs> and I said, wow. Celeste, uh-huh. I don't think this is right. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the worst thing happened. She cut my boot off, so I still got to take it in and get fixed. <laughs> but she had to cut the foot off, and and that's when she kind of realized that uh, you know, because up until that point it was, you know, she was going to put me on on her horse, her her little Icelandic, because it's nice and short, you know. Right. And then she was going to ride out on Ruger and then pull the string behind her because you know we we had both the both the pack mules with us. Right. And um, and you know once she cut the boot off and saw that yeah it wasn't quite right uh, that that went out the window and and then she she pressed the button you know on the on the locator beacon. Right. And then it was just hanging out for I think about three hours until the helicopter got in. Wow. <sighs> Yeah, so she, um, you know, I mean, accidents happen. Things things do, um, and you know, I've, I've well, heavens, I've had nine weeks now <laughs> to kind of go over it and, and what. Yeah, what you can did think I about. You've had time on. to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just, I truly don't think that I did. I was trying to get out of a situation before it got hinky. Um, you know, and I thought, well, should I have turned to the down, you know, downstream? And I thought, well, no, No, because that would have pushed us further down. Um, so I don't know. I hope somebody listening knows what I did wrong and can tell me so I don't make the same error again. (laughs) Well, I guess, Robert, you didn't do anything wrong, um, because accidents happen. Yeah. Ruger stepped on a stone that was going to throw him. There was nothing you could do about that. But, uh, exactly. You know, yeah. I, I think that we were well prepared, and you know that's always been kind of my shtick. Anyway, you know, let, let's let's assume the worst is going to happen, and when it doesn't, let's be pleasantly, you know, let's be happy about it, but be prepared. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, thank heavens, you know, we had the the first aid training. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we had the, the, 
the the, the, the emergency beacon, you know, co- to call for help. So yeah, let's talk about that a minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, be, yeah, being your satellite phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, being your satellite, satellite. Your satellite phone was not helpful this time. <laughs> it was not. So you know, so I've been using my that little satellite thing for forever, and I love it. I still do. Unfortunately, when you go mule rafting, you get wet, uh-huh. and my phone was not waterproof, and it was shattered. And you know, and you know, when when you use that, you have to use that that cell phone as the interface. Right. Um, and so that went away real quick. But we have always carried what's called a personal locator beacon. And okay. they're kind of like the uh, the black box in airplanes, you know? Okay. Uh, and, you know, so it's super rugged. Even I can't break it. And they're waterproof. Um, and it it goes through the satellites as well. But it goes to a, a search and rescue satellite system. And and that's and and from there from from the satellites it goes to an Air Force call center in Florida. Okay. And and then that Air Force call center, since the the location uh, information is embedded within that data signal, um, they contact whomever is responsible for search and rescue activities in that area. For me, uh, they called. Uh, the Montana State Search and Rescue uh, Center in Helena, uh, okay. who in turn contacted uh, a company called Two Bear Air out of Kalispell and said, you know, hey, some somebody activated a, a beacon in the middle of the bob. You want to go pick him up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so now, Rob, do I understand that this is, a uh, not-for-profit deal that picked you up, or did I just dream it? No, you did not dream it. And I don't know if it's not – well, I guess by definition it wouldn't be not-for-profit. It's free. Some right. Silicon Valley bajillionaire, this is his way of giving back. Can you imagine and, that? Well, that's and so, thankful for you that. Know, this, so thankful. So we have life flight insurance, Celeste and I do, okay. uh, which is great. Did you get that after last time? Is that what happened? Or? I did. Did you have it? I did. Okay. All right. I did. Uh, Got to okay. stop having these these multiple things. You know, it's you do. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just had brittle bones. That's what I'm blaming yeah. it on. Three times uh, we do not want to have this conversation, Rob. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but yeah, we've always carried Life Light. And but light, that does have some limitations. That only works if it's the life flight company, you know, that helicopter service picking you up. And a lot of them have uh, re- reciprocity agreements with other services, but not all of them. Right. You know. So you, and when you, especially when you're using this PLB, because it's truly it's one button that that says activate. Uh, wow. So mm-hmm. you don't get to. You don't have the opportunity to, one, mm-hmm. hey, this is the nature mm-hmm. of my emergency, or two, mm-hmm. hey, can you send this company out to get me? Do you, does it tracking with that? Mm-hmm. You, you press mm-hmm. the button, and they're assuming that it's it's life and death. Okay. Uh, 
um, and you know, and that that's kind of how they operate. They don't know what the emergency is um, when when you use the P, the PLB, which I think is one of the downfalls. But hey, it got me out of there. That's um, mm-hmm. So so when the when the helicopter landed, oh my goodness, it was the wrong color helicopter from from the Life Flight companies. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> and, and, and I think the paramedic saw the look on my face, and uh-huh. um, and, and 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 he kind of leaned over as they're assessing me because there's you know you have the the pilot and you have two paramedics on board, mm-hmm. and he kind of okay. leaned over and and he's going over me and he said, don't worry about it, we don't charge. <laughs> Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh, thank heavens! (laughs) That took care of the heart attack part, didn't it? Yeah. And and the pilot uh, and the pilot brought freshly baked banana bread. Yes. What do you think of that? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody but me got snacks. Oh. Oh me. Oh me. Hey, so let's talk just a little bit about this this device that you pushed the button and one shot yep. did it all. So where do you mm-hmm. get it? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I, you can buy them off of Amazon. The company is called ACR, and I have no idea what the, um, what the acronym stands for, but if you just Google personal locator beacon, okay. you'll, you'll find lots of them uh, and they're about the size of a I don't know an old style cell phone you know like a okay. flippy phone you know right uh, and they've got an antenna that kind of pops out to, to use um, and like I said pretty much one button um, even I can't screw it up okay. um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said we've carried one of these for I bet it's been over a decade now since I first learned about them. Uh, Do you both carry one or just one of you? Just one of us. Okay. Just one of us. We're never too far from each other. Um, And what I really like about it is it puts out uh, a lot more power. The signal that you're sending is being transmitted with, with, I believe, ten times the power output of the satellite communicators, so the spot, the Garmin inReach, uh, the sat pack that I like so much. So this okay. is putting out a tremendous amount of power to punch that signal through trees, through clouds, wherever. Um, and and I also kind of like that it's going to a military call center. Um, they know what know, they're doing. I kind of think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the downfalls, of course, are, you know, anytime the, the signal gets sent, um, it, it's treated as, you know, somebody's having a heart attack, uh, life and death. Right. Um, and, you know, as, as unpleasant as it was, uh, it wasn't life and death. I, I don't think so. It, 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 you know, they, they, they certainly didn't didn't begrudge me picking me up, and they've picked people up for less. But I would have felt terrible had 
they've been routed to me for, you know, a, a foot if they could have helped somebody that was having a heart attack. Kind of tracking with me on that, you know. Right. Um, so, but, you know, it's only 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 for life and death situations. And, and again, they don't know the nature of the emergency, you know. Um, and I think every, every search and rescue person that I've ever spoken with, they would like to know what to expect. It helps get yeah. them, it, mm-hmm. you know, they can take better care of you. Um, but with this particular set of technology, it just doesn't have that. So they come in ready for, ready for bad, bad things, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad they were there to do that. And uh, oh, me too. <laughs> so what do you what do you just pay a self serve or some kind of a service fee every month for the thing? No, no, that's. I said two things that that I liked about them. Uh, okay. Number three is you just buy the unit. You know, you go to an REI, you go to the Amazon, you buy the unit. They're, I don't know, three, four hundred dollars, and you register them through NOAA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Thing Organ Administration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, so you you go online and you register it through them, um, and then you carry it with you. There's no ongoing fees. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you, you buy it once and you're done, which I love. Um, the battery in these lasts about five, six years. And when you need to replace the batteries, it's not something that you can do yourself. You have to send it to the company. Okay. Um, and they replace the batteries, uh, which is not inexpensive. It's like $100 um, to have the batteries replaced. five years. But for, yeah, for five years. It amortizes yeah. out quite nicely, I think. Um, and so, yeah, big. I always carried it, and uh, now I'm a bigger fan. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow. Well, I'm glad that you're doing okay. Go ahead, Bobby. Uh, well, I was I was going to say, um, Robert, even though it wasn't life and death, like you weren't having a heart attack, how would you have gotten out without their help? Would you have been able to ride? I I see no. this great article that you wrote about this and that Celeste ended up taking all the animals out yeah. by herself. It was the first time so, Celeste had pulled a full yeah, string. Yeah, so kudos to <laughs> Celeste, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the woman that never wanted to pull the string pulled them all out on her own, which I think is just phenomenal. So she's gotten, but 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 in a way she's kind of messed herself up because now that I know she can pull a string, I'm going to ask her to do so more often. So, but yeah, uh, had had the helicopter not been there, um, I don't think I could have ridden out. Um, so somebody I think would have had to have come get me, whether that be uh, ground search and rescue with the, the fat tire litter type things. Okay. Uh, or something like okay. that. I mean, it, it was it was kind of kind of floppy, you know. It wasn't really. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it. I, I would have it laid there by the riverbank for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was serious. Yeah. But we're just grateful yeah. that you're okay. And it's, um, yeah. I don't know. Too. I don't know if you've taken Celeste out for a unbelievable meal yet or not, but you sure owe her one. <laughs> That I do. I have to be able to drive first, so it's the right the right foot that's broken, and uh, it's my gas and brake pedal. Oh no! 
Well, you, you get to be chauffeured and, around right now, so that's yeah. She's been chauffeuring me, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my my biweekly doctor's appointments. Um, so yeah, she's really. Um, I, I I I like to think that I appreciated her beforehand, but now mm-hmm. I really do. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so you had friends. You had yes. friends with you. For this yes, adventure, did. and yes, did we, they we did. did they go out? You know, did they go along with Celeste out, or did they go with you in the helicopter, or how did your friends? How, what happened with your friends? Uh, they went out with Celeste, so they they, they followed behind Celeste. Celeste. Yeah, okay. no, the so helicopter Celeste rides nobody. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> nobody gets to there. There there aren't any 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 uh, helpers going to go along with the helicopter rides, so. Uh-huh. And which is yeah. a good reason to always ride with somebody. I mean, had I been on my That's own right. uh, and this happened, you know, oh, Luther yeah. and the girls, they would have been hanging what out. Right, right. You know, so, right. so yeah. So, and, and also, you know, so the helicopter picked me up and, you know, they didn't know where, you know, because they're, we're in the middle of the Bob Marshall, you know, inside, right. you know, in mountain range after mountain range, so they don't have good communications down there over the radio. So they didn't know where they were going to be taking me mm, <laughs> when we got wow. airborne. So Celeste didn't know where I was going to be. Where you going? Oh, where you oh, going? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, she got, you know, they, they took me away, and, and I... I, they they took me to to Helena, you know, the uh, capital of Montana, okay. and and Celeste, you know, I had no way of communicating with Celeste. She had no way of communicating with me uh, oh because God. you know my my cell phone was broken. And I, I if I learned one thing, um, I mean, where do we keep all of our contacts and our phone numbers now? It's in our telephone. In your cell phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. doesn't help a lot when water is dripping out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so I'm at the hospital, and, and they're asking, well, who can we contact? Well, here's the story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my oh parents my are, are in Ohio, so they're of no help. Celeste, yeah. you know, is, you know, someplace on the trail heading back to the trailhead as we speak, you know, inside the Bob, so you can't get a hold of her. Um, so a dear friend of ours, a guy named John, he's always been my 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 adult in the room, if you will. Um, <laughs> I and I didn't have his phone number, so one of the nurses Googled him. Oh my and by God! Some miracle, found him wow. and um, let him know, you know, where I was. Um, and 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 so, you know, we had a, a, a spare satellite communicator, you know, in, in the in, in in the trailer that we kinda keep there, you know, if you run into trouble along the road, something like that. So Celeste was able to get a hold of, of John, you know, with you know, the, the, the working sat pack, if you will, when she was back at the trailhead. Um, how long did it take her to get out, Robert? A few hours. Not not okay. not long. Mm-hmm. So not days. You know, not days. Yeah, and no, not, not, not days. It, it, okay. it would have been daylight. days. A couple days later, but 
But yeah, so I, I, I think uh, I think it was around you know nine ten o'clock in the morning when I came off. Okay. Um, if I remember right, it took three hours, so let's call it one o'clock until the helicopter gets there, and then you know now Celeste has to round up all the critters and and get them all all strung together. So maybe it's two two o'clock before she headed back. So she got back to the trailhead six seven, I guess. You know. Oh wow. Wow. You know, so there was, it, it, this was, what, July 2nd, so there was still a lot of light in the sky. Still light, okay. yeah, um, still light. So, but she was able to get a hold of uh, John, let him know what happened, and by the time that she got a hold of him, he already knew where I was. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the nurse had Googled him, so he, he knew. The nurse had Googled it, and um, and and. She, with her being able to communicate with John, you know, John knew. So here's another reason um, to always keep a hard copy of, of stuff on you. So not only did my phone get broken, I lost my, uh, my, my wallet in the, in the experience. If oh, somebody, wow. Somebody wants my credit cards there in the Sun River someplace heading towards the, uh, I guess, the Gulf of Mexico. I started there <laughs> down in Mexico by now, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the hospital, after they got done with me and, you know, pretty much said, yeah, you, 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 you've broken this bone and you're going to need surgery. And we're, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh so uh, can anybody come pick you up? Well, if you remember a couple hours ago, you know, no. <laughs> um, so they arranged a hotel for me for the night. You know, there in Helena, which I thought was wonderful, right? Um, as well as an Uber to get me to said hotel. Um, and so, so, so they they kicked me out, you know, and and they cut every stitch of clothes I had on me off, you know, it's emergency. Oh wow! So, so I. Were you in a hospital hospital gown going down the Uber to the hotel? Almost Uh, Uh. hospital (laughs) T-shirt. And sweatpants, and you know those little slippy socks they give you at the helicopter at the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh So a slippy sock, a pair of crutches, and this huge giant cast thing on my leg, and and you got to remember, you know, I'm in the hospital for they got the good stuff, you know. So Mm -hmm. so I was juiced to high heaven. Oh my Mm. goodness! Oh my gosh! (laughs) And okay, you know. Best so of luck to you. Here, here's your hotel. People, and if people think you're fun now, just get you juiced up on some of that. You'd be a real blast. Oh, oh buddy. <laughs> so, so they get me an, an Uber to the hotel. And, you know, post 9-11, hotels will not let you in if you don't have um, I- identification on you. You know, no ID, no room. Wow. And, and they're quite serious about that. And so, you know, I'm hurt, I'm sore, I'm stoned. <laughs> uh, like, look, you know, I didn't pay for, for this room. The hospital paid for it. You arranged it with them. Well, uh-huh. we can't let you in. And so will you please just call the hospital for me, you know, the uh-huh. same people that you spoke with earlier. And I guess they went round and round and and – the front desk finally decided that my hospital admission band would serve for for ID. Your ID. Oh my goodness. So, 
So yeah, it was a very long, very long evening. Um, John was able; he came and picked me up the next the next day, and what's that? Eight nine hours drive from Spokane, I guess. You know, each way, because Celeste, you know, she had the critters and and the trailer, and you know, get them back home. She had a huge long drive. Uh, to get back home, so John came and picked me up, brought me home, and uh, and you know Celeste arrived. I, I think shortly after we did, and then it just became, you know, visit after visit with you know the doctors and the surgeons here. Uh, yeah, uh, at a, I, I would ha- the whole uh, the, the the whole adventure. I would rate you know two out of ten. Would not recommend. Uh, but it has given me the, uh, you know, when, when you get lemons, you make lemonade, right? So for the past eight weeks, I have been working on my book. All right. And, yeah, well, I've been working on this book, you know, off and on for, what, the past seven, eight years? Yes. How uh, close are you? Yeah. Uh, I sent it to an editor last week. All right. Yeah. She sent me her her changes and, and alterations uh, last night, and I'm working through them this morning. I hope to have it uh, published and and available by um, call it you know October or so before before the, the Christmas gift season starts. Mm-hmm. Hey, smart, very smart. Yeah, so it'll be something something you know to sell at the clinics, I think. Uh, but I tell you, I I thought when I first started the project, you know, a long, long time ago, I thought the words were, were the hard part. And then I found out about editing. <laughs> oh, heavens, editing and laying things out in a book format, that's a mm-hmm. lot different than writing for a bunch of magazines. I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, Robert, one of the um, authors that we interviewed on the Thursday night show that I do, the Writer's Block, she said, I think it was Tosca Lee, she's a really um, much publicized author, and she said, the, the secret is write drunk and, and edit sober. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or wait my. a minute, or is it the reverse? No, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I want to be sober when I'm, you know, agonizing over – you know, a line that goes from one page to the other where I don't want it to. <laughs> well, Robert Emerson, you're going to have to just be careful, my friend, because, you know, Tell me time, about it. Yeah, we don't want a third time. But, oh, that um, we don't. Yeah, so Celeste seems bottom to think line that kayaks people, would be more uh, dangerous than the, than the mules, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line for folks that are listening around the world today, uh, what things should they remember when they're out like that? I think number one is don't ride alone. What else? Don't ride alone and and be prepared. I mean, think about what can, what could happen, and be prepared for it. I mean, life is a math game. If it can happen, it will eventually. It will happen. Yeah. You know, to somebody that somebody may be you, hopefully not, but it may be. And if it were to were to happen, you know, be the best 
you know, you know, I, 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 I've said it once, if I've said it a hundred times, I want to be the best patient any search and rescue personnel ever has to pick up. I want to make their job so easy, you know, that, that you know, I don't want them to have to work any harder than they, than, than they have to. And that, you know, that, you know, entails, you know, can I be my own doctor, you know, in an, in, a, in an emergency situation? You know, can I take care of myself a little bit until the pros get there? Can I have a way to communicate with them to let them know where I'm at? I mean, if, 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 if we did not have um, that PLB or, or, that, or those satellite communicators, right? so Celeste was, we'll call it three hours from the trailhead. So, and the trailhead was two hours from the nearest cell phone signal. Oh, wow. So we're five so, hours right there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, you know, she would have had to to rid, rode and, and or driven, you know, over five hours before she could even get into communications with somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know. If, if this had been 20 years ago, that would have just been what it was. But we have, you know, technology has, has expanded so much over the years that we have these great tools that we really ought to think about taking advantage of. I mean, and, and, and had she had to drive and, and ride that far, you know, how would she have been able, you know, she, he, 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 he's where the, the – the 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 low yeah. water cutoff trail go hits the Ford, <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to pressing a button and they get you know twelve digit latitude longitude coordinates beamed to them, you know, so you know it was it was being prepared that 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 really saved us in this situation saved me. Okay. Uh, well, you know I, you you got rescued. Hours, you could have gone to talk for something else. That was not a simple entry that you went Yeah, through. yeah. And, uh, and Celeste was afraid that. Well, all right. So, so here, 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 here's the low, the low down skinny, Bobby and, and, and Gary. I am not a good patient, and I am fine with somebody mm-hmm. else getting mm-hmm. hurt. Other mm-hmm. people's blood mm-hmm. and pain really doesn't bother me <laughs> a bit. <laughs> But when it's me, I become the biggest baby in the world. Oh, <laughs> and and so you know, I'm laying on, laying on the on, on the ground on the rocks. You know, Celeste kind of you know made a little a, a little hole for me. You know, among the river rocks. You know, along the the edge there, and and she took our uh, uh, those mylar emergency blankets uh-huh. and kind of made like a little teepee for me. You know, to keep the sun off. I mean, it was a it was a hot sunny day. Yeah, and uh, those those mylar blankets. By the way, the uh, helicopter pilot said that made the best emergency beacon in the world. The, oh, really? That they saw that from thing. miles away. Wow, wow. Um, but so I'm laying there, and um, you know, and Celeste is trying to take care of me, and I'm just blabbering on Celeste. I'm so sorry. You know, I screwed up your vacation. <laughs> she she thought I was going into shock. <laughs> Uh, and and maybe I was. I'm not going to admit it one way or the other. But, but yeah, I was. 
I was in no shape to <laughs> to be making any decisions at the time. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, we're glad you're safe and uh and uh next month we may need to have a little update on what's going on with that book and maybe how people mm-hmm. you know, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. October already. October already. Can you yeah. believe that? It's mm-hmm. it is fall. Yeah. Yeah, it I'm ready for fall. it. I'm ready for it. I, I, I am fall. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the last oh, time I, I talked to the, the doc last week when he when he took my uh my uh, boot thing away because I was in you know a cast for a while and then they gave me this big clunky boot thing and then he took mm-hmm. that away and gave me this brace thing and said all right yeah, now, yep. now start yep. using it and I said okay I can do that and I have been and I asked him I said um, you know when can I get back in the saddle and and he said give give me a month you know but before you get off the ground so so no no mules oh. I forgot. We know that it's a small world, right? It is. <laughs> so, so my last visit to the doctor. Great guy, love him. I, I think he does woodworking uh, on on the side because we had a long conversation about mortise joints, which is what your ankle joint is. <laughs> and how he countersunk the screws um, in, in when he put them in because he knew that I, I, I rode mules and, and, you know, wear boots a lot. So he didn't want the, the, the bolts sticking out and, and, and being a problem. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so when I saw him this, this last week, you know, he had just gotten back from vacation. And he's from Montana. Yeah. And, and, and I knew that. Um, you know, because the first time I saw him, you know, I, I, I went mule rafting in the Sun River in the Bob, and he knew exactly where I was talking about. But he said that he went on vacation back home, and he said he went hiking with some friends that are also in, into into horses, and they started telling them him about this great wreck on the Sun where a guy rolled his mule in the river, oh, and I guess he had to tell them. Yeah, I heard about that. He's my patient. <laughs> I wanted so badly to ask him what they said about the wreck. <laughs> I, I thought better of it. I thought, you know, if, if if I ask him and he tells me, I might walk out with a sore leg and hurt feelings. So I better uh, I started keep to say, my mouth shut. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Robert Eversole, oh, we've got gosh. to go. Uh, we are looking forward to having you back, and we are looking forward to see you getting around and putting weight on that foot and get the list out to a great dinner. Better yet, just take her on vacation somewhere. I think I'll have to do so. I think, I think I'll have so. to. You guys take care. It's a joy chatting. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk All to right. you very soon, my friend. Thank you very much, Robert. All right. Bye-bye Thanks now. All right. This is Richard Aloyan, saddle up and ride, but don't float down the river. And uh, we'll be back in <laughs> Saddle Up Bear. <laughs>
staring out there at the hills and wondering what's beyond the rise. One thing is perfectly clear, nothing I can say will keep you here. You won't be satisfied until you saddle up and ride. Guess I knew it from the start You always had a restless heart Sometimes the wind can blow you in Sometimes it just blows you apart One thing is perfectly clear Nothing I can do will keep you here You won't be satisfied Until you saddle up and Uh-huh. on some cattle one morning in a coal barn and he 
That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kent Rollins was up on top of a hill somewhere looking at his camp cooking place. It's just. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, Jennifer, Ep- uh, Jennifer Epps asked. Uh, it's kind of fun. She said, I wonder if Gary and Bobby Jean could tell us how many interviews happened by the side of the road. Notable exceptions certainly did theirs from a car a few times. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. Well, you know what? We appreciate all of these folks calling in and sharing with us and, and our, our getting to visit and share the great music and poetry. So it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Next week, uh, we will be talking with somebody that's kind of special to me, and that is Miss <laughs> Mary Kay Holt. And, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to kind of do a – a best of Mary Kay. You remember how we had a best of mm-hmm. R.W. Hampton? Yes. I think yes. she's going to kind of do a best of Mary Kay. She's got about eight or nine mm-hmm. albums. We're going to go back through and yep. pick out some music from all of those albums that we mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to be talking with uh, uh, an outfit on Saddle of America that does equine therapy. And there are just so many different ways that equine therapy is helping people today. And we'll be kind of investigating that over the next two or three shows. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Any kind of closing thoughts you want to tell us about Out West? Anything exciting about uh, Out West that's going on? Oh, we just keep adding products, and and uh, we have a great search box and help you find whatever you're looking for. And it's just go to outwestshop.com. And uh, it's not too soon to be thinking about... Oh, maybe a Day of the Dead if you're into skulls and such, um, or <laughs> already thinking about uh, the holiday season. So, just outwestshop.com. Very, very easy. Very easy to find. Very easy to shop. Here's um, here's uh, the quote for the day: Let the winds of enthusiasm sweep through you. Live today with gusto. That's Dale Carnegie. I like that. I like that. Live today with gusto. And uh, you know what? Yeah. It's, it's getting fallish here in Tennessee. I imagine we'll have warm days that hit us, but uh, it's not too early to be selecting your fall and winter wardrobe from out west. So just a, a little That's plug right. there. You go visit out Thank west you. right there. Yes, ma'am. And if you're looking for uh, gifts, as she the holiday season is approaching, so it's not too early to get those things lined up and visit Out West Shop. Well, it's been a fun show, and uh, one of the groups that we always enjoy having on the show is Riders in the Sky. So, Bobby, I think we'll close out today's show with a song by them. It's called Ride, Cowboy, Ride, and we will see you next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, Bobby. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Up in the morning at the break of day, you'll hear a big bearded cowboy at the chuck wagon say, Gather round, boys, the coffee's hot on the fire. There's a full day of branding. We're heating the irons. I want to smell that scorched hair and burning high. The horses are grain, boys, they're ready to ride. Roll up your bed rolls and jump in your boots. Daylight is awaiting.
boys, it's out of the chute. Come on and ride, cowboy, ride. Roll up your Rietta, pull your sombrero down tight. We're gonna ride, 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 where the trail will wind. You better drive, 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 or we'll leave you behind. Come on and ride, ride, ride. Get ready to be at your best Let's saddle them ponies and tighten the fence Pull on your gloves and take your hat off the fence We'll get the cattle to market And after they're sold You can all let your hair down Get lazy or bold Ride the town and find a lady or two To take you by the arms and shake the dust off your boots Come on and ride, cowboy 